All right, we are here. We are here. So, super quick question for you. Right. Who do you think deserves to be the best leader of the X-Men? Oh, you just just out just anyone out the gate. pick. Ooh. Oh yeah, anyone. I'm going to be honest with you. This ain't going to be a very popular decision. Scott Summers, Cyclops. I he's the type of leader that you need to like keep people in line. I mean, he doesn't keep Wolverine in line, but he's like one of the only people that can like really check him. So mm-hmm. out of all the people, I think he, I mean, I know he's a jerk. I, I know he's a dang. <laughs> he's not on the level, but I, I really like Scott Summers. Cyclops is my guy. Mm. Mm, that's crazy. That's crazy. Cause you want to know who my answer is? Oh, Magneto. Ooh. <laughs> so here's here's my thoughts. Here's my thoughts. All right, because Magneto, he, he 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 a real one. He knows how to get it done, and he he knows how to he knows how to say them bar lines. Like, sure, Xavier got the inspirational speeches, but if you want somebody to get it done, I, I I'll lead with Magneto. Thank you, sir. Uh, yes, I I am that down bad. I'm in the trenches. That's I'm Brotherhood good. of Mutants. T- 2.0 right there. Hey, 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 hey. But hey, when, when you think about it, when we talk about current current topic, but hey, we'll get into that later. We'll get to it. All right. So I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meach and Meach presents the Blurred City Podcast. All right. So welcome, welcome, listeners. Uh, this is one that we're super excited for. We are getting into our X-Men bag. A lot of mute, the word mutant has getting dropped more and more in the MCU. We're preparing for it. I believe this year we're actually going to see some more big name mutants start to pop up. I know a few have been teased along some people that technically aren't mutants have become mutants. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, But we're doing this preparation and intro because next week we are going to get into a mutant draft. So we're going to have one of our special guests on and then another new guest that we've had. So it's going to be really fun, great time. And we're probably going to wild out just like we did in our anime villain draft. So before we get into it, we always hit you at the legal Spiegel. Yep. So the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by the respective companies and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and do not reflect any biases or corporate agendas. Your discretion is advised. All right. So we always typically we're going to hit you with the what's hot, just what's been new and popping with people. We're recording a little bit later than usual, so we're able to like actually catch up on more stuff that's hot this week, but also stuff that happened last week. So, Meech, what do you have? All right, so I'm just going to speed through these, all right? So, firstly, we got ourselves in the anime scene, Blue Lock, gone crazy. Whew. We we got One Piece. It's the budget increase still going high. Uh, My Hero Academia is, oh is, going, is going down a path that I was waiting on. <laughs> down bad we, Academia. We're we, we going Dark Hero Academia, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, uh, and then, finally, our, our boys in Tokyo Revengers we we got to, the tokyo manji yes. oman is back baby and and he and we already seeing hands being thrown so i'm yes. i'm super happy about that uh, then <laughs> and then moving on we got the comic book sphere of course uh, i'm always gonna sing praises about vanish i'm gonna continue to rep vanish uh klc press to the day i die um uh, next dark web 
is which is the X-Men and Spider-Man crossover is will be concluding in mm. these next two weeks, but it's still going strong and it's it's wild. It is wild. Uh still I am Batman is legendary, so yeah. And then of course King Spawn is King Spawn's King Spawn is uh the goat. Mm-hmm. Um and now moving on to TV. Wait, wait, I got one quick thing. Uh Carnage 2099. Oh, oh, let me. Oh, yeah. Did, you, yeah, did me, you hear about it? Let me, let me, let me, let me go ahead and tell y'all something. All right. So, in the in the realm of the symbiotes, in this, like this year, all right, is the year of symbiotes, the summer of symbiotes, if you will. Because first of all, we got the extreme Venom verse, which oh. essentially is they taking the Spider Verse and we making it venomized, baby. Uh, and then next up, you got. What's teased is the death of the Venomverse, in which Carnage is supposed to be going out here in the multiverse and and running every Venom's pocket. So I'm just like, ayo. Uh, and then after that, right, as what he teased, we have Carnage 2099. So our boy Miguel O'Hara, the Latino Spider-Man, he is about to face off against Carnage, which I believe is the first time in his ever comic book history that he's going to actually fight a Carnage. Uh, uh-huh. He's always fought a Venom 2099, but not Carnage 2099. So uh, RIP to my boy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's about to be hype. But now the TV sphere. We all know. Oh, first of all, let me go ahead and talk about Bad Batch. Bad Batch is is great. It's it's legend. It's goaded. Uh, yes. Especially episode three. Episode three had me had me in the Clone Wars feels for mm-hmm. that entire episode, and I was happy about it. But the next thing I want to talk about something that dropped, and uh, I was I was ready for it, but I but a part of me was not ready for it. The Last of Us. Oh my God. As as a guy who played the game, I was I I was like, oh boy, I wonder how they're gonna do this adaptation. And Pedro Pascal, give give him his flowers. Yes, Bruh. The openings to the show are almost scarier than the actual show itself because the opening to episode two made me want to curl up in a ball and cry. I was like, and and the fact that like like it was an oh. It started in 03, then jumped to 2023. I'm like, oh, no, nah, if this was me, just in me right now. In fact, <laughs> That's I, what she said? <laughs> yeah. In fact, I had a talk with a certain uh, with a certain person who'd been on this podcast, a certain Jamie, and she, and she was like, and we both went to the same conclusion, like, wait, because of the fact that the whole thing started in 03, that means that Lord of the Rings didn't finish. That means <laughs> Star Wars Episode 3 did not come out. And I was like, oh, nah, just because of that alone, just just take me out. Just just take me out of this earth. And it's the real fungus, people. So, yep, yep. So, uh, better take care of this planet or else it'll take care of you. Uh, and then finally, the last show I'm sure everybody wants to hear our thoughts on, but I'm a reserved, I'm reserving my thoughts for a later date. And it's known as the the world's most controversial uh, show one a show that is so divisive that it's that people are claiming that it's better than dragon ball evolution <laughs> oh my god oh. oh sorry 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 yes some people are claiming that it's worse than dbe so it's only known as velma uh if if you know you know and we are reserving our judgment on that 
But that's all, <laughs> that's all I have to say on it, and that's all I'm saying for the rest of the for my what's hot because uh yeah yeah I have no words. All right, so we kind of didn't get a chance to touch on it last week, but Mandalorian, a new trailer dropped. Uh, we're going back to Mandalore, people. Our my baby son. Yoda. My and son. Just, uh, yes. The Mando, oh, it's going to be so good. I can't wait till March 1st. Keeping it moving. Megan is getting a sequel. Megan oh. 2.0. I believe it's 2025. Not ready for it. <laughs> that, that was an out-of-pocket movie. Oh, my ever. God. <laughs> Another one. Um, Cobra Kai season six, the final season. Wow. They did, they did their thing. This is how... That is how you remake or just like continue like a legacy TV show, like TV show from a movie or however you want to do it. So <laughs> it looks like you had something. So that's that's how you do it. Uh, season six. That's one way to do it. And you have something here or. Oh, yes. I was going to say one one more trailer that dropped. Uh, it is perhaps one of my favorite movies. And that trailer had me had me feeling different about the people of new york known <laughs> as scream six i had it on my list just for you <laughs> because nah 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 don't catch me in new york uh-uh <laughs> that's wow yeah i haven't i'm not like a huge screen fan but that new trailer definitely was definitely interesting and i like how they did the past two movies and then for the final one before we can kind of move on invincible season two teaser trailer well it's not really a trailer but teaser dropped late 2023 more or less is what they said so i'm looking forward to it invincible i want to have a conversation if whether invincible or the boys is more messed up but we're gonna reserve our thoughts for that no, don't make that face because invincible went crazy in that finals in those final episodes <laughs> you sure we want to have a conversation about that because i can i can i have a solid answer about that i mean Another day. We gotta wait yeah, another day. Two. Let's keep it moving. So there's also something big, but it's going to turn into get it off your chest. Big news, people. Attack on Titan is finally getting the final part to the final season. <laughs> but it is split in half. So, so we it's have not the, first, the final part. It's the first half of the final part of the final season that is split into three parts and has two halves what is going on they they trying to milk this franchise till till the till the cow no longer produces <laughs> like this is absurd i have never seen it anything that down horrendous down tremendous in my life no way because look the worst i've seen is you know whenever a movie would split the final part of its yeah, movie in yeah. two, like yeah, okay, I get that. You just want to milk it for a little more money. You want to make sure, like, hey, you get a good conclusion. All right, I get that. I get that. Mm -hmm. But to do it like four times, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. They literally should have just been like season, like part one and part two are, or like half of part two is season four. And then they should have just been like part two to the end of season five, final season. It's been three years to have the final season. And I get like the studio taking on a lot of animations and new um, projects. But at the same time, you can't schedule it better to just like drop it. Like even with Bleach, right? 
like it came out after 10 years. And then it was like, it, we didn't know, it's already said it was going to split it into four cores. So you knew, okay, 50 episodes are going to get split up four times. Most of us assumed it was going to be back to back to back. But it was like, okay, it's going to come out in July, which is, it's a far way to go. But okay, we understand it's split into four parts. We know when it's coming out. Um, so we can just more or less assume it's going to finish in 2024. Um, but with Attack on Titan, the 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 second part of the final part of the final season finished last March. And now it's like early 2023 and it's going to finish at the end of 2023. And we didn't know that until like two months ago, like a week ago. Like, what are we doing here? I 100% believe that uh that they don't know what they're doing. But also the fact that like, listen, you guys keep doing this. Fans are going... You keep doing this as a fan. We're going to mess around and uh, y'all going to find out real quickly how much we're going to uh, a not care about the finale because you're basically doing that to the finale. And also the fact that uh, that people are probably not even going to remember what happened because right. you've taken so long. And you you've read the manga and we talked about it in like our first yeah. episode of this year where it's like the initial ending was redone because it was so controversial and the new ending is very weird um so the fact that they keep pushing it back and making people annoyed it's about to get very game of thronesy and you don't want the second rated anime of all time to be game of thronesy even when the initial manga ending is already controversial so we're just gonna have sit back we're gonna have faith but it's just it's just weird. I don't know why they did it like this. I I, I just have no words. Uh, all I say is when you mentioned Game of Thrones, it also reminded me like, bro, the fact y'all taking so long to show the finale proves like one of two things. Either you guys are drastically changing the ending to where y'all need extra time to figure everything out. That's what I'm or thinking. or you are so scared because you're not changing it at all. And you're just like, hold up, we're just gonna try to milk it and then we'll we'll wait we'll wait till the till the, so that the band-aid can come off smooth <laughs> rather than uh just ripping it off. Yeah, so I have I think they're gonna try to make it happy as the as happy as they can make it, but I feel like it's gonna do a disservice to the story, but we don't know, so all right. All right. So moving to the next thing, something that I, I literally saw yesterday. And when I saw it, my, my radars went off and I, I knew two people in my life that would absolutely hate this list. Um, so I, I posted on our Instagram. Let me read it off. It is the Star Wars ranking of the top 10 most powerful Jedi. So I don't know if this is expanded universe or cinematic universe. <gasps> But let me read it off and Meech, I'm going to set you up. So number one, this is not our list, by the way. Um, Number one, Yoda. Number two, Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Number three, Rey. Number four, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Number five, Mace Windu. Number six, Qui-Gon Jinn. Number seven, Anakin Skywalker. I can't really say the next one, but number eight, Ki-Adi Mundi. Ki-Adi Mundi. Number nine, Kit Fisto. Number 10, Luminari Unduli. Meech, before you get it, when we get to the number three person, be careful. I'm trying to help you like you did 
when we did the Hulk, uh, when we did the Hulk episode, I'm trying to save you. <laughs> Be careful about how you word it because we don't have Jamie to save us. <laughs> Be careful about how you word it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I am not holding back. There is no way this list was trash. What is you doing? First of all, first of all, the fact you got Anakin Skywalker, the chosen one. Seven. Number seven, the Jesus of the Force, literally at seven, when and most uh, most powerful Jedi, when he could at least be number two, he could very easily be number one. But what is you doing? Oh no! And don't tell me it's because of that. Oh, he lost against Kenobi. It's like nah, nah, because uh, if this man was, because it's been stated numerous times. And it's even shown in Revenge of the Sith that Obi-Wan was on the back end of that entire fight. Obi-Wan yeah. was scared the entire yeah, fight. And the, the only reason, yeah, and the only reason he won is not just because of high ground, but was the fact that he knew Anakin so intently, so personally, that they know their each, each other's fighting styles down to a science. And, and because of the fact he knows... Anakin's ego, he used that against him, which is high ground. But uh, but that's that's not even considering that, right? All right, let's get on to to number three. I <laughs> let's get into Ray. I am nobody. Ray Solana. Ray Palpatine. Ray Skywalker. Who's not really a Skywalker? I you is definitely not on not purposely on this list you is number nine you are number 10 you are 11 you are down tremendous like first of all you lose like over half of your fights then solo kylo ren was giving you that work in rise of skywalker and you think you better than and the writers would think you better than anakin and Think you up there with Yoda? I mean, she has force time. Nah, nah, the force? nah, 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 don't even. Do not even start. Because even baby Yoda is stronger than her. Alright? Baby Yoda is stronger. Kenobi is definitely stronger. Because she ain't gone against a... Okay, so, you had Yoda who fought Palpatine, right? And they fought to a standstill. You had... Wait. And then you had her... Mace Windu soloed Palpatine and got oh. cheated. Mm, 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 don't, he mm. soloed him. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We, we, we keeping it going, all right? So we had, yeah, Mace boloed him, all right? And then, and then we just not going to address the fact that, uh, that Luke, pretty much, he could have taken him out, but he chose not to so he could save his father, okay? So why in the world? Would Ray, who needed the help of every Force ghost in continuity or in Disney continuity, to to help fight against Palpatine, yet she's hot, yet she's higher than Kenobi, yet she's higher than the Lural Chosen One who helped her in the fight, yet she's stronger than Mace Windu who one v one boloed him. Nah, she's the nah. Avatar, maybe. I don't nah, know. nah, nope, nope. Don't even. <laughs> Also, where's Ahsoka? 
Where's Ahsoka Tano? This woman who who was able to survive Order 66, who was able to fight against Vader, who's able to, you know, to basically survive, just survive. She a real one, trained by the Chosen One, yet she's nowhere on the list. Uh-uh, nah, nah, that don't sit right with me. That don't sit right with me. And don't even bring Expanded Universe into this, because if that was the case, she definitely ain't making it on the list. Starkiller, Revan, oh, nah. Uh, no, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Because y'all didn't messed up. Y'all didn't triggered me. And I need to calm down. Yeah. Um, I have nothing else to add or to say to that. Um, I disagree with the list. So that's, that's why I brought it to people's attention. So... Uh, one thing I, I do want to say, I'm going to the Royal Rumble this Saturday with uh, being a big wrestling fan, knowing in the nerd community that there's a lot of crossover. With that, uh, the past week, one of a very popular wrestler, uh, Jay Briscoe, uh, passed away, unfortunately. Uh, it's something that definitely hit me. It kind of hit me the same way when Takeoff passed away, where I literally was like, whoa, this don't feel real at the moment. Um, and then just knowing that his daughters were in the accident as well. But certain five and going through recovery so i just that's something i really want to point out um and just thoughts prayers to the family yeah and also not along that but it was also revealed that uh a famous youtuber who who goes by the name slick goku uh, is reggie you know he does like really famous uh like funny compilations you may know like his slick goku typically he's like pretty much does a vr of super saiyan 4 goku and he's and he does like a very black like basically like black performance of that goku and he's like very hilarious but he passed away earlier this week as well uh just rest in peace to him rest in peace to to him and just condolences to him and just prayers for his family as well as the entire like dragon ball parody community like especially prince vegeta the youtuber prince vegeta who was invisible distraught afterwards Yeah. So with that, there's no smooth transition. So we're going to take a quick break, reset, and then hit you with the X-Men intro. All right. So coming back with that, we are getting into our X-Men discussion. So this is just going to be our deep dive with it. Uh, we're going to get into the different uh, just topics, characters, storylines, any other thing. Uh, there's a one major thing that we kind of need to even establish at the beginning that's going to lead into next week and just themes of the show. So starting with that, uh, watchability, readability. How do you feel about the X-Men? Oh, yeah. X-Men is phenomenal. All right. You know, they first appeared in 1963 and just... Firstly, like, hey, Jack Kirby and Stanley, they they decided to knock it out the park. Go absolutely. RIP to both of them because they they decided to create one of the most recognizable, one of the most popular. In fact, at a time they were the most popular. Some even say they might still be the most popular uh, Marvel team of all time because of the yeah. fact, like. Not only because of the fact, like, hey, you get, like, a massive assortment of characters who have a wide range of abilities that are, like, very fantastical and just, like, yeah, it, it's it's awesome. But just the messaging and the things behind them, like, it's just, it just makes it much that much more relatable. 
And going along with that, right, the X-Men, like, you have a character you can easily graft onto because they have, like, you think of a particular archetype for a character or a character that you can relate to and that you think you are, you can find an X-Men or a mutant character who embodies that. And you see, like, their progression or growth. And it's just like, that's me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, we're going to get into a lot of the characters. Not everyone's going to get a, a deeper discussion, but we're going to touch a lot. Because the X-Men is so expansive and mutants in general, we're going to miss some. But we're definitely going to try to touch on as many as you uh, as we can. But as you mentioned, like, just there are so many characters in X-Men where it's like, oh, that character, I love them because of this. That character, I love them because of that. That character, ooh, they have a good storyline. They're not that powerful, but ooh, look at uh, just how they progress. Look at how they move things along. So with that, like even the X-Men TV sh- shows, like, and there's been so many, like, obviously there's the OG one, but then there's like the kind of anime style ones that like yep. don't get talked about as much, but are super cool. Um, the different costume color designs, you know, like you mentioned, when they were created, then the popularity of the 90s were like, just like color popped a lot in the 90s. It was perfect for the X-Men and superheroes in general. And just like, even with like the likability, like for say an Iron Man who a lot of people didn't really care about before the MCU, like you're just not going to watch that if you don't really care. But for X-Men, it's like, okay, you might not like four of the X-Men, but you like the fifth one. And this is a prominent character or they have a storyline and art that you care about. So, oh, I'm going to link up with them. So that's, that's definitely easily watchable i can't think of too many like x-men only games that i played uh like on systems but you could probably know that more than me so and the oh, character yeah. and the guests we have next week definitely know some oh yeah like when it comes to the games right of course there's the arcade game yeah. you know yeah. the the beat em up like like that that was just mm, Capcom, i love that one yep marvel v capcom in fact x-men versus street fighter which was the precursor to marvel v capcom so if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have gotten Marvel versus Capcom to this day. Uh, but then there's another couple X-Men games that were precursors to ones that you love. They are called uh, X-Men Destiny and and then X-Men Destiny 2 Rise of Apocalypse. And the thing about those is that the reason both of those are great is because they both lead into the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. So there's the Alliance is dope. Yep. They're the precursors to those games. And then also probably two of the best games focusing on a singular character. And this one's based on like one of the worst movies of all time, (laughs) which is the X-Men Origins Wolverine, which like while that movie is garbage, the game is (laughs) God tier. It is God tier because they they literally do Wolverine right. That's and good. everything about him, um, I I still play that game. Like I'm not even gonna cap with you. If I feel like I need to just just bolo people with Wolverine, I just pop <laughs> in that game. Uh, and then finally, there is the Deadpool game. Woo-hoo! Yes, yes. The Deadpool game is a, another highly popular one. It's helped help put a put Deadpool in the spotlight. So yeah, like you you got all of that and. And yeah, that's all I had on that. Yeah, so then we can get into the themes, which I think the TV show did a great job. And then the initial movies also, like the first two did a good job as well before it kind of, well, the first three in general did a good job before it got very 
superhero we later mm-hmm. on and then the quality of the movies kind of drop but what kind of themes stand out to you uh perhaps the the biggest one and the one that you that is basically the focal point is just the theme of discrimination and racism because of the fact like the x-men came out at a time like during in the 60s so race relations were at all-time tense um and like this comic was like a perfect illustration to show that especially when it comes to, like certain antagonists who like certain antagonists we may get into who like basically embody like the racist philosophy and just seeing messages like like in fact like there was a thing in the first episode of the x-men 90 series where it's like why are you doing this to us and they go because you were born i'm like hey yo like yeah like that's one of the first times you like as a child at least for the 90s kids that we got exposed to like you know that's the way you can get the kids to understand about that like that hey discrimination and racism exists in this time yeah and then when we get into like the top uh two characters like the main two characters of x-men are literally based on martin luther king and malcolm x like just plop them right in the same scenario and you're just like oh dang that's literally them Mm -hmm. just with a new coat of paint and some powers (laughs) yeah yeah and i don't want to touch too deep on them yet but where it's different is that in terms of the villain and what obviously we're talking about professor x and magneto if you haven't watched x before but just like it's a different um dynamic it isn't oh i'm trying to take over the world it's just like philosophical differences that i really like how first class does it and then uh, days of future past where it's like it's a philosophical difference in why we disagree and why we're beefing not like oh i'm just evil um so that's definitely like thinking another thing is like acceptance like especially i know like x3 uh the last stand gets a lot of crap but it did such a great job in terms of just like who am i and like um should I accept myself? Am I like a very, like me being a mutant, should I accept myself? And that's something that we talked, we've talked about a lot of times on the podcast of just like, oh, should I, like, who am I? Should I accept myself? Do I need to hide who I am? One of the biggest scenes um, I remember at the beginning, Angel literally cutting his wings off uh, because his dad is like a senator, right? Yep. And just like cutting his wings off. So like he hides it from his dad. And then Another character I'm not going to touch too deep, but Rogue, just in general. So with that, I really like the terms of acceptance. And then again, like what it's also good, just the themes, but then it expands into like you still keep the superhero aspect of it. Uh, So just like moving forward, something since we were having our draft next week that even us, we were trying to decide is clarifying the different, like what is a mutant? So clarifying the difference between a mutant and a mutate. Yeah, so firstly, let's get into what a mutant is. A mutant is basically somebody who was born with an X gene, typically passed down by their parents, and they develop like supernat- develop superpowers and supernatural abilities around puberty. Of course, that of course that does mean like they can produce it earlier. Some people are early bloomers, some are late bloomers. Like that that part like is very clear. But as long as you have an X gene and you're born with your powers i.e like there's no external factor whatsoever for them to activate boom you're considered a mutant and 
But then on the other side of that, which is a mutate, is where you you essentially just born a regular human. You're you're born basically one of us, I right? yes. But then something happens to where you then gain powers. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the the biggest example of all, Peter Parker. Yep. Peter Parker, Spider Man. While a lot of the times, like he's he was affiliated with the X Men, like he'd be around them a lot. Technically, not a mutant because of the fact he's human. And then he got bit by a spider and then gained powers. Whereas mm-hmm. someone like Wolverine, he literally he was born with his powers and then in childhood it developed and that's when it was activated because the X gene was activated uh, roughly around his puberty. So, yes, and his actual power is like the like obviously he gets injected later in life, but he is born with his mutated powers. So, yes, yeah, so that's a clear distinction between mutant, born with your powers, versus mutate, you acquire powers later. Yeah, so because that was the conversation we had, because I was thinking about, okay, one of the rounds, how do we do this? And in some cases, they offhand mention, okay, Spider-Man, you're a mutant. But it's like, I know he is not technically considered a mutant most of the time. So it's like distinguishing that. And then also, we're, we'll get into next week, but... uh MCU wise in terms of Miss Marvel in the comic, she's inhuman. Now it's kind of, it seems she's going to be a mutant. So we'll cover that later um, next week, probably, but just like that was the big difference. So now we're going to get into the OG X-Men. All right. So first up is of course the leader of the X-Men, the, the, the Godfather, if you will, is professor Charles Xavier with yes, the sir. power with the Omega level power of telepathy and and mind reading so he is again he's the leader he is the martin luther king jr of the x-men verse because he's focusing on basically trying to get people to accept mutants have mutants and humans coexist and to like live free with no discrimination none of that of Mm -hmm. course there are times where people have tried him they have tested him so much that he breaks at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of those were relegated to alternate universes or him getting possessed or things like that. Also, big thing to note is that he that most of the time he is paralyzed from the waist down and is in a wheelchair or a hover chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I guess a if you an omega level telepath and you can walk that that is OP. Uh, but <laughs> yes, like he is the leader of the X-Men. He He's typically a benevolent guy, of course, has some dark sides to him, um, but is roughly all around like just wants mutants to thrive. And of course, nowadays he can walk, but uh, that, that's another story for another day. Yes, and he's head of the Xavier School for the Gifted Youngsters, uh, one of the leaders of that, recruiting a lot of the original um, X-Men. So with that, I just really love his compassion towards people um just with that like he doesn't really have a lot of hate towards people and then even with the mutants where we'll get to later but magneto he is more of the oh i see you're wronged come here and then we can take our revenge upon people whereas uh, professor x is kind of the i see you're hurting i see you need guidance in your life let me like lead you to a certain path of good at least you know so with that i think and then like his relationship with wolverine 
is one of the most warm things I've ever experienced in my life. And we need to start a petition that Xavier is no longer allowed to die in any movies. X3, <laughs> Logan, uh, Multiverse of Madness. We, can, we can't kill him anymore. Uh, because yeah. X3 had X3 and Logan had me distraught. Yeah, yeah. He had one of the best deaths in those two movies. At least the Logan one had me crying, like legit. Uh, but then the level multi- of trust and affection he had in his eyes because he thought that was oh my gosh. But then Multiverse of Madness, I'm just like, bro, why? Why you have to do him that dirty? Uh, but yeah, so like, and Charles Xavier. One thing I also want to know is the fact like of just how much respect Magneto has for him because yes. of the fact that like, okay, they may have opposite ideologies. And they may be on opposing sides like a lot of the times until recently. But uh, essentially, like they have such a respect that whenever like something bad happens to Professor X or he dies, Magneto is usually the one that's like that's distraught and heartbroken. He's like, hey, I, I respected this man. We may have had ideological differences, but I respect him more than anybody else. And that's my friend. Well, was my friend too. So yes, and I would say like yeah, and he he is my friend, even though we have differences. Like and because like Magneto would also like routinely try to keep convincing him. They keep trying yes. to routinely convince each other to swap sides. That's how you yes. know like that friendship is real because you ain't gonna let your brother go astray. Yes, and because even in like X two X Men United and like and in the comics, it's like. Okay, we have philosophical differences, but if something is happening to the world, we can team up um, whenever the point is. Or if I'm I, I'm about to do something wrong, I'm going to give you a phone call. I'm going to be like, I need you to chill <laughs> because I'm about to wreck shop. But yeah, so just a lot of respect for Charles Xavier, Professor X. Moving to easily the most popular X-Men of all time. Top five Marvel character of all time, I would say as well. Maybe top three. Um, it's him, Spider Man, and maybe the Hulk make up the top three. And yeah, three members of the new Fantastic Four. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, so Wolverine, Weapon X. Ah, uh, yes, Wolverine, Weapon X, Logan, James Howlett. He has many names, but the one thing is that he's he's very good at what he does, and what he does ain't nice. You know him. We all know, we all know Hugh Jackman, uh, huge jacked man. Uh, <laughs> like even though, like canonically, he's like actually really short, like five foot three. Uh, still muscly. <laughs> yes. So Wolverine, of course, James Howlett, Canadian. He has the mutant ability of bone claws, which then gets coated in adamantium, and a superhuman healing factor. Perhaps one of the most powerful healing factors because Outside of, the- of Deadpool. Outside of Deadpool, because of the fact, like, hey, it's his healing factor that's keeping him alive from the adamantium in his bones, and mm-hmm. the thing that's keeping him long living, because he's one of he's actually a really old, old character. Mm-hmm. Um like like he's older than Xavier. And and when it comes to that, right, uh Wolverine is again one of the most is the gruff, tough one. Like he he does what needs to get done. Mm-hmm. He like he will kill, he will maim, and he is sassy while doing it. And it's hilarious. Uh, 
But of course, you know, like when it comes to the character of Wolverine, you're, we're not just talking about Wolverine. You also got to factor in his daughter, Laura Kenny, who's also his clone, who's who's X-23, but also takes up the mantle of Wolverine. But but yeah, but both of them have the same powers, like the same exact powers. I thought of that Logan scene. Daddy. <laughs> uh, but oh, but yes, but yes. Yeah, so like Wolverine is hands down the most hands down the most popular of the x-men characters and also like it's because of him like because of him that a whole bunch of like what marvel is is based around him like she he been with shield he been with hydra because they mind wiped him like a whole bunch of like almost every organization wolverine was part of willingly or unwillingly uh, because they recognize just how much of a savage killer he is. And he is, I would say, consistently, besides Spider-Man, one of the best team-ups. Like, whenever it's, like, somebody and Wolverine or somebody versus Wolverine or, like, oh, this is the episode, Wolverine pops up, easily one of the best as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's because, like, he's he represents that rough gruffness and also the fact that that loner attitude even though he's been in so many teams, it's kind of like the Batman syndrome. Like you claim to be a loner, but you got like all these Robins. But uh, and Wolverine, you claim to be a loner, but you on the X Men, the Avengers. You're part of the new Fantastic Four with Spider Man, Ghost Rider, and Hulk. And you got uh, I'm I'm again that that new Fantastic Four roster is kind of gas. That is yes. gas. But but we're not talking about them today. Uh, <laughs> you can tell that's my one of my favorite teams. And then just and also like Alpha Flight, like just the gap. Well, not Gamma Flight, but like Alpha Flight. So you're a bunch of teens, okay? But and you also led the X Men for times as well, especially like yes. at a time when Charles Xavier died in the comics, and mm-hmm. Scott was and Scott Summers kind of on a wild rogue path. So you needed somebody to lead, and it was you. Yeah. Um. I, the crazy thing is, how did it take so long to get a good Wolverine movie? How is that possible? It, well, I don't understand it. It's because just like his origins, it gets muddy. It gets it gets convoluted super quickly because of all like the memory shenanigans, all the mind wipes, and all of that. Like he he has such a messed up past that like it's hard to adapt. So that's why I don't even count X Men Origins Wolverine whenever I do like X Men viewings. Or, or specifically a Logan viewing, mm-hmm. I do not consider that movie at all because, like, everything before then is like, yeah, that's all you need. How do you feel about the Wolverine? I actually think it's decent. Mm-hmm. I actually like it. Uh, and that's one of like the best Wolverine stories was him going to Japan, and at least in the comics. So, and like, just seeing him in Japan was awesome. I, I get like people think it's like a very mid to like in the lower end of the spectrum, but I think like it's it's a good solid one. Like I still I I it's one of those I still would watch, unlike the other movie. That's fair. I think it's just because the very next movie is an S tier movie. So it's like, dear lord. Yeah. <laughs> so moving forward, we get that was our technically our freak out geek out section because we could talk about Wolverine like the entire time. So we're gonna have to kind of speed through. We have a lot of X-Men on the list. Uh we're gonna combine the next two because they're super powerful. But Jean Gray, 
aka the Dark Phoenix at times, and then also Storm or Aurora Monroe Storm. All right. So Jean Grey, one of the original X-Men on the original roster. She is she also ha- is an Omega level telepath. Uh, but uh, whenever she's possessed by the the dark the dark black air forces themselves. Oh, sorry, I meant the dark phoenix. She goes she goes out of pocket. She is All the right. alpha and omega level mutant. Mm, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. She is she is her. Uh, and she's just oh just supremely powerful. Of course, people like to clown on her because she's usually like the weakest one of the team. Because she doesn't have full control of her telepathy, unlike Xavier, but mm-hmm. uh, but Dark Phoenix changed everything for her, and now she's consistently one of the most powerful. All right, and then next up, right, is Aurora Monroe Storm, another one of the another one of a, a sister, the two maidens, yeah, the sister, Matriarchs. former wife of Black Panther, a T'Challa, to a queen. She mm-hmm. she ruled. She actually ruled Wakanda for a while. She also uh, led the X Men for a while, and she has the ability, of course, to control the weather, which I think is supremely OP. Because like, hey, tornado, 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 hurricane, <laughs> R.I.P. Lightning, okay. you can't react fast enough. Exactly, R.I.P. So she, like, she is also consistently one of the most powerful. In fact, in one of the most recent X Men titles called x-men red uh her alongside a couple other mutants were able to completely terraform mars jeez like like her and just like two other mutants were able to completely make mars hospitable to life how do you do that like how queen also played by the lovely Halle Berry, which wiped out the catwoman stench from her career (laughs) oh this was before that so I mean, she played it consistently after, but yes, you are right. Yeah, this was before that stench, but she recovered. All right, yes. so Queen, Queen, we do not, uh, we do not uh, tolerate any slander against Aurora Monroe. Absolutely not. Moving on to the next two, uh, two of the more, I would say, one, one of them is definitely one of the more controversial X Men, and then another one of my most popular and one of my favorite when we get to the Blue X Men Beast. So we have Cyclops. The one that is hated on a lot, Scott Summers. And then we have Beast, also Hank. <laughs> All right. We got Scott Summers. The hater of haters. <laughs> oh, boy. Where do I begin with this fool? All right. So, you know, you know Cyclops. Another one of the OGs. He also ha- he has Optic Blast, which the or, which the explanation for, like, his Optic Blast kind of changes. But, uh, but, you know, Optic Blast. Of course, he has to wear a visor. Otherwise, it takes it's takes over. it off. It, it's it's wraps for everybody, and and like he's typically the leader, and he's typically the one that most goes rogue, uh, a lot, almost tying Wolverine in the amount of times because of the fact he is such an unlikable guy. All right, <laughs> and but but at least he calmed down. Like, especially in recent comics, like in current today, he's actually like like really solid. He's a solid character. Uh, especially in Dark Web right now. He he kinda kinda doing his thing. Uh but but yeah, Scott Time, he's the original leader. Like, mm-hmm. of course, there's Charles Xavier, he's the overleader, he's the godfather, if you will. <laughs> yes. And then and then there's Scott. Scott's the number two until like he gets replaced by Storm and then Wolverine. 
mm-hmm. and then Magneto a bunch of times. But uh, but yeah, he's he typically like to be the the Superman archetype, but then he gets a uh, he gets messed up in a whole bunch of ways. Very tryhard, I think. And he was also the first uh, superhero to get turned to dust on screen. Oh, Lord. Oh, dang. You didn't have to go there. <laughs> but but now we, we go from one of the most hated characters to one of your most beloved. Yes. But in my case, I, I, I got to be honest. Oh, no. I got to be honest because right now in the comics, he... He, he turned to one of my most hated because mm. of what he did, what he's doing right now. All right, so Beast Hank McCoy, yes, he, sir. He's also another member of the OG X Men. Uh, he of course had the ability to be kind of like originally he was just like strong, athletic. He was kind of like a beast slash monkey man, but then of course he tried to take away his powers, which of course uh the Marvel gods. Whenever somebody tries to get rid of their own powers, ends up screwing them over more. Looking at you, Peter Parker, uh, and he ends up becoming a blue furry, uh, first monkey man, then like an ape, then a beast, just just whatever. All right. And when it comes to Beast, <laughs> all right, he's he's maybe like one of the smarter ones, one of the more uh, it's like one of the more like interesting ones in fact i, I want to let you uh talk about him before i get into why he's <laughs> one most hated right now um i just know that even in x2 x3 well like even in first class like he was introduced as always smart um just an absolute like you know class personified but i love it in the original trilogy because what we talked about with acceptance he is quote unquote one of the good ones you see him in a suit um he's talking to lawyers he has a tie on he's like uh prim and proper with it and he's like trying to advocate on behalf of the x-men with the professor x kind of uh touch on it so he like the blue design is really cool to me like growing up so i really like that and uh, when we get to another blue character i'll talk about him but just with that uh that's why I really like Beast growing up because then he, when it was time to turn up, he could turn up. So, so why are we why are we hating on him now? All right. So what he did is absolutely downer in it. So of course, like right now in X Men, all the X Men and mutants are supposed to be united, right? He ends up becoming in charge of X Force. So essentially, the 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 government, like basically the FBI, the secret agents of the X Men verse. You know, they go out do all the hard the, the kill missions. All right. Beast had decided to slowly but surely start and become corrupted with power, and since because he's gaining more and more authority to do mm-hmm. whatever is needed to be done, and faces like zero repercussions for his actions. Like one time, he ends up like arresting one of his fellow mutants, and then parades him like around the around the Krokoan Island on like like Hey, this is your uh, fellow mutant. He betrayed us." Here he is, like I'm basically like basically just gonna like execute him like in front of everybody, and then it's proven that he's innocent and and of course Wolverine smacked him for it. Uh and speaking of Wolverine, what he did to Wolverine is out of pocket, all right. Like essentially Wolverine, he got himself caught up in a situation. Beast came there to try to break him out, but in reality, he killed him. Like he killed Wolverine. And then, like, revived him, but revived him in such a way to where Wolverine has no memories. 
So he's using him as kind of his slave slash lap dog to to basically just go out and assassinate folks. That is why we hate on Beast right now, because he is out of pocket. Is this this Dark Web? No, this is the current X-Men title. So it's pure canon. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, no, Dark Web is still canon, too, but... But, yeah, but, like... Okay, um, wow, I feel hurt now. So we're yeah. just going to transition into other X-Men and Mutant Associates. So we're not going to cover in-depth with a lot of them, but there's nobody else we can start with other than this guy, Deadpool. Wade Wilson, the uh, our our lovely little parody of Deathstroke, Wade <laughs> Wilson. Yes. And just, just we just, we stay in Deadpool, all right? Like this, this comedic god like he ain't no jeez he's a god of comedy yes. like the fourth wall breaks is insane he is like hands down perhaps one of the best characters i love his broship with spider-man i love yes. him just messing around with folks because when deadpool enters the scene you don't know what's gonna happen no like he's that unpredictable and that is such a far cry from how he was initially introduced because he was introduced as literally just Deathstroke. And then they made him the, the funny one. And I'm just oh, you like, mean X-Men Origins? We did not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I only, again, I only see, uh, I only know that he appears in Deadpool, played expertly by Ryan Reynolds. That's the okay. only time I've seen uh, Deadpool in my entire life. Because, uh, like, Ryan Reynolds was meant to be Deadpool. Absolutely. Like, you think so of Perfect looking. Cats, and he, that is it. I'm looking forward to that movie. Him and <laughs> it has to be like the entire movie. Him and Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Oh yes, but yeah, of course. Like he he has a regeneration, the likes of which you've never seen. To where even if his limbs cut off, they regenerate into a separate person. Like, bruh. I have a question. Yep. Can you explain his teleportation power? It is off and on when he can do it. Okay, so technically, it's not tele. He doesn't have the power. What he does have is that he has like a miniature imp mm-hmm. that like kind of s- the same race as a Nightcrawler's dad that that he just he just like grabs and like, hey, teleport me here. And he just teleports okay. like literally that he just keeps basically a slave to to use for teleportation. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> Thanks, because like a lot of the times they don't they haven't done it in the um movies yet. I wonder if they will in the third one. But a lot of times in the, the games more specifically, you see him teleport yep. off and on. So yep. um so with that, yeah, him and his relationship with Spider-Man is so weird, but it's so awesome. Um, but moving to the next one, one of my actual one of my other favorite mutants, Rogue. Baby Rogue. Girl has one of the most saddest just like powers backstories uh i i just like even with it uh so for those that aren't familiar rogue if she touches you not only does she steal your powers she essentially steals your life force so yeah yeah and the first time they manifested she was uh with her boyfriend and they were about to get it on and he was in a coma uh so yeah that was pretty traumatizing right <laughs> Another thing is that, like, she actually originally was in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants before, and, like, while she was an evil mutant, she ends up, like, attacking Carol Danvers 
and that's where and like permanently absorbed like her powers of flight and super strength Ooh. so which has been adapted yet yeah. um, i'm really hoping <laughs> so because rogue is out here she she's a southern girl as at least in the 90s show like she is southern bell girl and and we love her for it of course we know that white hair is, is the, oh that the white streak, streak yes. in her hair Woo! I love me some rogue, but I I could be here all day. But we keep yes. I keep it moving. One, one more one more thing, because uh, I I kind of mentioned it earlier with that her entire arc in the first trilogy, culminating in her like giving up her powers because she didn't um she wanted to be a vice man I believe um mm-hmm. she just wanted to be normal she was tired of hurting people and then even I believe in the first one my memory is kind of off that uh, Wolverine was the first one to like kind of pick her up and take her to the yep. academy so. Rogue is just a great story. So, like you said, moving forward, this is actually one of my t- number two X Men that I love: Nightcrawler. Teleportation. Let's go, let's let's go baby. Let's get into Nightcrawler. Firstly, yes. let's talk about X Two and that yes. beginning sequence because that was just. <laughs> that's how you do Nightcrawler justice. He is hands down one of the best. Uh, Absolutely. And he's also one of the most religious because uh, even though he looks like a demon, he's like i believe he's devout catholic so oh, yeah i believe so yeah he's either catholic or christian I, I i don't know which uh i'm pretty sure it's catholic but he is like one of the best he of course uh yes yeah, yeah, a teleportation he's good with a sword he's just one of the nicest ones best design I, one of the best designs oh yeah yeah he he's one of the best designs he's also one of the the kindest ones mm-hmm. like he will offer you a second chance and then if you try to bolo him he will bolo you yeah I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Definitely, they need to have more Nightcrawler in any mutant, like uh, who Kevin Feige, Nightcrawler. They kind of like dropped off him after uh, X3. Yeah. Bring him back completely, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also in the comics, like he he formed a whole religion on uh for the X-Men. And it like his whole title was kind of goaded because he fought like he fought one on one on literally one of the most powerful like villains mm. and while he died he still won and then got resurrected but uh but yeah I mean, that's that's comics for you all right okay. uh so the next two are gonna kind of speak well the next ones are just gonna kind of speed along uh colossus our, our our favorite uh metallic friend um with that i don't know how deep you want to get into him because i'm just gonna speed through these Oh yeah, uh, all I'm say like Colossus, great character. Uh, shame that Kitty probably did him dirty on that wedding day, uh, <laughs> and but we're gonna get into her later. But yeah, that's all I say. He he he, good guy. And also in in the comics, he was actually Juggernaut for a while. Uh, that, that makes sense. And then he he's played such a big role in the Deadpool movies that yep. I wasn't expecting, which I really love. <laughs> the fact yep. that uh, Deadpool is like completely standing him hard. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> So with that a popular one, that's like an underground popular one where it's like one of those things where like, you're not a real X-Men fan unless you like uh, this character, Gambit. Uh, the one that we were kind of hope, well, we were hoping for a, a Channing Tatum one that's not happening anytime soon. And now that Fox no longer owns the X-Men. So, but yeah, anything you want to say about Gambit? I mean, Gambit pretty great. He has power of injecting things with kinetic energy and making it go boom. Most of the time, he just injects it into playing cards. He throws it. He's also a Cajun boy, and his marriage with Rogue 
while I uh, initially hated him for it because you took Rogue away from the peoples, uh, it, <laughs> even though, wow, that was so down bad of me. I'm I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> we starving out here. <laughs> that was so down bad of me. I, I'm sorry, folks. No, I'm not. Uh, but but like the marriage between him and Rogue is so adorable, and it's like it's one of the few marriages that hasn't been taken out. I hope hope to god it don't um and it's like it's so wholesome and adorable like think of the marriage between spider-man and mary jane and that's basically rogue and gambit if both of them have superpowers that's sweet and next one kitty pride one that um actually kitty pride i didn't know this until like after the movie came out days of future past is her storyline not Wolverine. so that was something interesting to find out Oh yeah, Katie Pride, of course, ability to of intangibility, and she's actually a really great character. As you mentioned, Days of Future Past is her storyline. She's the one that gets sent back in time and possesses her younger body. Uh, of course, they made it Wolverine because marketing. Uh, and <laughs> yes. like, but yeah, she's a great character. In fact, in the Ultimate comic book, she actually dates Spider Man. Mm. So yeah, like she's pretty great. But again, but the one thing I I can't let her slide for is doing. Doing Colossus dirty, but I guess that kind of makes sense considering they have like a ten year age difference, and they're about to get married. But but that's neither here nor there. I'm not gonna say nothing about that. All right. So next two we can group them together: Iceman and Firestar. Ah uh, so. yes, the amazing friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Iceman, of course, Bobby Drake, uh, of course, notoriously known for being closeted gay, and then came out. Uh, of course, he has the powers of ice. And is actually an omega level mutant because the fact he he doesn't just control ice he controls the temperature of just molecules themselves. So if he wanted to, he could literally just freeze the water in your veins and kill you like that. But he's but of course he's not that smart to think of strategies like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a pretty great character and. And I just love him in Spider-Man and his amazing friends. In fact, that still gets referenced to this day, even Dark Web. Uh, <laughs> and then the next person, Firestar, created for Spider-Man and your amazing friends. And she's literally has, she's literally just Human Torch. Uh, like, she has mm-hmm. basically the same powers, only the difference is that hers is just radiation-based. Like, she produces, like, microwave ra- radiations, which comes in the form of fire. Uh, and, nice. and she's a great character. Of course, she, like you said, debuted in that show and then rolled into comics. And and she's just great friends with Parker. And that's all I got to say about her. Um, who's the, What's the one, the guy? He, I know he was in the movies, but he had a fire, too. What was his name? Pyro. Okay, Pyro. So that, that was the op. That's, that's who I was trying to think about. So next one, we have Angel. I already mentioned him. Just like him cutting the wings off was a really uh, impactful scene in the movies. And him getting recruited in um, Age of Apocalypse, or is that, is that what it was called? Yeah. So like mentions is how cool Angel is and everything. So you want to touch on him at all? Oh, yeah. And also Angel is the last one of the OG uh x-men from the 60s that we're gonna talk about uh, as you mentioned like he he pretty much goes through it a lot because of the fact his power is literally just angel wings so he can fly doesn't have super strength or anything like that and of course people dog on him because of that so mm-hmm. so much so like most of the time you see him he either gets his wings broken gets them ripped off and 
and then he has to go dark archangel with the metal wings and yeah. <laughs> and he just goes rogue like like almost jean gray, gray dark phoenix levels of rogue whenever he goes archangel and it, it is wild but mm-hmm. but yeah good character and then for the next character i see you moved them from our uh they are originally so cable Ah uh, yes, Cable, aka the son of Scott Summers, and mm. of Scott Summers, and not Jean Grey, but Madeline Pryor, who's Jean Grey's clone. Uh, just, Sky. Just, yeah, yeah, Sky. He, <laughs> but then again, this was post a uh, Dark Phoenix saga, so Jean was dead. That's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah, one thing we gotta know about Jean is that she dies so many times. Um, but but uh, we're like not the Phoenix. About she rises from the ashes every time but <laughs> but yeah cable is a child he well as a child he gets like the techno organic virus has to be transported to the future where they can cure him and of course he he's basically omega level two but mm-hmm. the but the techno organic virus within him kind of just shunts his powers similar to how the adamantium is shunting wolverine's pow- healing factor but he's actually a super powerful character uh but best known for just time traveling time travel shenanigans seen in Deadpool 2 and yeah just great guy who would you say is the most popular x-men besides wolverine oh man this that's a that's a tough one that's a tough one you you took wolverine out of the equation um but i would uh it, there's a lot there's a lot of cool options i'd probably say in terms of like likability and probably like popularity I'd have to give it to Storm because yeah because she's a, like she's one of the most prominent like female characters she prominent African American feet well not African American African females and she has dope powers and she married T'Challa mm-hmm. and she led the X Men and she has that no nonsense attitude like you know her when you see her yeah that's who I was thinking um the only I mean Professor X kind of but I feel like just because he doesn't fight fight like he doesn't get elevated like that so but yeah i would say definitely storm because all the others kind of have like an off and on relationship with morality uh but either storm and then nightcrawler i would say like in terms of popularity obviously yeah. deadpool isn't an x-men so i can't count well, as he, that i mean he is sometimes but uh, sometimes yeah he's like a reserve member yes yeah, so with that uh we're gonna Oh yeah, a few other questions. Uh, best X Men storyline of all time. I would give it to either Dark Phoenix or Days of Future Past, but my heart and soul mm-hmm. goes to the House of X and Powers of Ten storyline. So the so the current Ooh. era of X Men because of the fact like it revitalized it for a for this current generation. It brought every mutant back from the dead. And it gives spotlight to every single mutant and so many like just ingenious records. Like it's hands down one of the best of the decade. And I I have to give it its flowers. There's no other way I can't give it its flowers. <laughs> That's fair. I, I was thinking about House of M um because I, I heard that one goes crazy. Uh, I just haven't like the entire thing, but I heard that goes crazy. Uh, I was also thinking of Days of Future Past because it's such a big one, but I do think Old Man Logan had so much more mileage than I thought it orig- originally would have. 
and just like that backstory and leading into the future and the fact that like it gets played on a lot uh with that is it's really it's like the ultimate final gunslinger type of storyline and i really like that and yeah yeah. so it kind of leads into my next question besides logan and excluding deadpool what are the best x-men movies (laughs) Man, why you have to do me that dirty? Uh, Logan's the best X Men movie by I was far. Like, why you have to do me that dirty? Uh, it it's the tie between these two. It's X two, X two is good, and Days of Future Past. It's between those two, slightly leaning more towards Days of Future Past. Because, I, I, yeah, I would say Days of Future Past because like. First class was like the reboot and like it was like okay, but then Days of Future Past was like the shot in the arm for like the X-Men cinematic universe. And then everything after that, besides Logan, because I think Logan came out after that. Yep. Logan was, and Deadpool came out after those. Yeah. Besides that, everything else was trash. So but Days of Future Past, just like that storyline, um, the philosophical, they brought it back to the forefront. Um, how again they propped up Mystique's storyline that was probably more because Jennifer Lawrence was hired as Mystique but you know that was smart marketing as she was coming off of um, Hunger Games so (laughs) why is to do that and then just like that storyline seeing the X-Men get absolutely bodied by characters that we're going to talk about in a little bit so with that we're just gonna go into our sponsor for our first sponsor for the day our sponsor for the day is Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Want to learn and develop your powers? Want to be a part of a community that accepts you and embraces you for who you are? Come to the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. You'll be better prepared than the new mutants so you can have your own movie um, that doesn't bomb. And then you can also be able to uh, break out of an asylum at any time. And you also get free photographs from the original X-Men our characters Xavier's school for gifted youngsters apply now all right coming back now we're about to go on the other side of the x-men um it's about to get crazy we're about to get into the brotherhood of mutants uh so the one that we've been teasing touching on we didn't want to get too deep in so this is a mutant that Maybe you can argue with Deadpool, but it's the second most popular mutant of all time in, t- in the entire X-verse. So we're talking about Magneto himself. Ah, yes. Magneto, Magneto, Eric Lyncher, uh, Max Eisenhot. He He's hands down the, the, the best. He is the best. He is him. I, I would like to sing my praises to Magneto because, like, he has hands up the, the one of the best backstories. I mean, as a as a Jew in World War II Germany, I mean, it doesn't get more out of pocket than that. Like, mm-hmm. and that's when his mutant powers developed while he was in a concentration camp. Oh nah, uh, uh-uh. I, I, and because of that, I'd bolo everybody too. In fact, he had one of the best lines in X Men First Class, which was, "I was at the mercy of men following orders, never again." Like mm. you knew, you know he was on some timing, and mm-hmm. and Magneto has again some one of the best powers, which is over magnetism, which he c- just controls any and all metal. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what it is, he can control it. Yeah, and um, Age of Apocalypse when we found out how 
Omega level mutant he was, where he can literally just like tear the herb apart if he wanted to, is yep. insane. And even like in the comic sphere, he absolutely bodies Wolverine every time. And the fact that he killed, there are certain ways that he killed uh, Wolverine that are absolutely insane. Yep. Probably the most famous example is him literally pulling the adamantium out of his body. Like while this didn't kill him, it irrevocably changed Wolverine until they uh retconned it and put the gene <laughs> back in the bottle because status quo is God. But uh in any case, like Magneto is the one. We always again, we always kept uh singing his praises. He is the best mutant, uh, or at least in the brotherhood. And I I I can't there's not much more I can say. And also the the fact that like he's that he was one of the leaders of the new X-Men in this current in the current run. And then, like you said, like he's not it depends on the storyline, but he's not evil for the sake of evil or yep. take over most of the time. A lot of it is literally like these like you mentioned, he's like in one of the worst time periods uh, being raised like that. He knows the level that humans will go to against humans. So let alone, well, people that are different against humans. So think about like with mutants, he understands this. He's like, it's not happening. I will not let that happen. And I love like, I, I consider him to be a master manipulator because he's so well-spoken. Yeah. Um, he knows how to just like play to people. And he's so different from, again, a Dr. Doom where Dr. Doom is like, yo, I'm going to be the Comically overlord of the, of the universe. And Magneto is just like, I'm going to do what I believe is right for mutants. You can either join me or you better get out of the way. And I, I absolutely respect that. And he has a clean, depending on the fit, it's real. The day is a really good fit. Honestly, I'd say like most of his fits were cl are clean. What you mean? The clean, but the red and purples are dope. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but yeah, we got to keep it moving. Uh, mm -hmm. We got to move from the, the best of the brotherhood to the number oh, two. OK, OK. I thought you were about to go the other way. <laughs> we're, we're talking about mystique. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we went from the best to the to the second in command. To Miss Mystique herself, Raven Darkholm, mother of Nightcrawler. Perfection. Perfection, because she she is master of shape-shifting. She can turn into whoever she wishes. Yes. Woo! A lot of boys' crushes in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so she's really great. Like, espionage, like, keeping you on your toes. And she she ride or die with Magneto mm -hmm. until this current run of the X-Men, but uh, not getting into that. And then she's also another prominent LGBT character with the character of Destiny, uh, who we're not going to get into today, but she's, but yeah, another prominent one. Is like, their relationship is kind of like, is very sweet, similar to uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, but of course, neither of them are that insane. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, Mystique just all around phenomenal a really cool character especially i i like how they boosted her up in first class and um days of future past i know i mentioned it um why why i think she got boosted but i think they did a good job with that and just really giving that character more depth uh especially just like okay I, yeah the first class like reboot i really loved um and like how it explored these characters that we saw previously and then seeing them all come together in Days of Future Past was absolutely incredible. So the next two, we're going to um, lump them together. These, I was about to say these are the two juggernauts of it, but these are the two powerhouses of it. We have Sabretooth 
and Juggernaut. Oh, and man. we're not going to say his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Juggernaut. Uh, but yeah, Sabretooth is he an outright demon. Um, of course, he's notoriously known as as a Wolverine's op. You think Green Goblin is Peter Parker's op? No, no, it is Wolverine versus Sabretooth. It is on site with them all day, every day, because uh, they have bi- basically they have the same powers. The only yeah. difference is that instead of Wolverine's like bone claws, he gets like sharp cl- like fingernails. So like claws, claws. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and basically like it's kind of very interesting. You see their dynamic because it's like. All right, Wolverine's keeping his humanity while Sabretooth just gives it up naturally. Pause. But uh, but yes, like he is, like he a demon. He, and they he's on time. Are brothers, right? Technically, in the comics, no. Okay, because in the movie, I was like, no, yeah. but yeah, okay. In the movie, yes. Uh, they are made to be brothers, just to explain away why their thing, why their power sets is literally the same. Um, You've talked about that before, where like the the dark mirror of our characters. Yes. So Wolverine's dark mirror is literally Sabretooth, and ironically, Sabretooth did not appear like in X Men comics first. He was an Iron Fist villain first. Wow. Yeah, he was Danny Rand's villain before getting shunted to Wolverine when. When Marvel decided, oh wait, this actually works better. Um, and so good job. But then next person, Juggernaut. Oh dear lord. Ooh. Oh dear lord. <laughs> All right. Where do I begin with this fool? Okay, so Kane Marco is the step older stepbrother of Professor X. All right. Ooh. So that's the first thing that you know is off. And Ooh. the fact that Kane Marco, like he bullies like Professor X when they were children. So again, you know that that that's also activity. And then next up, right, is that he's not a mutant. He doesn't have mutant powers. What he is, right, is that he finds this crimson gem, this gem of Sidorak. Sidorak mm-hmm. is a is a demon, and like he bestows the powers of the juggernaut <laughs> to him, which is that he gets super strong, amazing uh endurance and healing factor, and the fact of like, hey. Once he starts moving, he can never be stopped. Uh, and hands down, like he he is a powerhouse. Like, in fact, one of my favorite comics with Juggernaut, besides like actually his recent uh comic run, which he turned over New Leaf, like almost every bot, every villain on this list. Uh, yeah. but he acts like one of the best ones when Spider Man fought him. <laughs> well, actually, I have two. One is when Spider-Man fought him, and the other is when Venom fought him, because mm. both of them went completely different. You see Spider-Man give it literally everything, and you just see Juggernaut just brushing it off, and you're just like, oh, nah. Nah. And, I have a, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, then when Venom fought him, it was literally just down to the wire it was almost just as bad and it took venom literally mutating into a bigger monster in order to take down (laughs) juggernaut has juggernaut ever fought rhino in the comics i'm not sure but if it did then good lord goodbye rhino hold on oh okay i i love it i love it hold on let me let me see let me see actually no no it did not wow wow that's interesting because when you said Spider-Man, and I know he's fought Juggernaut before, I instantly thought of Rhino and how they like have similar like 
just like, oh, like, especially in the games where you have to hop on top of Rhino and you ride him. <laughs> so I really like that part. But yeah, Juggernaut is completely unstoppable. Mm-hmm. True demon. True demon. So I don't know if these are Brotherhood of Mutant ones, but I thought of them um, because we talked about Magneto a lot. But his two scions, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Ah, uh, yes. Let's get into let's get into the controversy, shall we? So we know know that in the con they were brotherhood of evil mutants for a while and they uh and of course they turned code went to the avengers but it turns out uh in the comics right not only are they not magneto's kids they're also not mutants oh i did not know that update oh yeah this was like in 2015 like okay. one of the biggest retcons and the reason the retcon occurred was because age of ultron was coming out and they okay. were and they were in it so but they didn't have the rights to mutant yet so of course comics decided to retcon them to no longer be in mutants mm. which is trash uh it's completely trash what was the word they used for it hmm? what was the word the new word they used for it in ultron uh enhanced yeah okay yeah that was the word they used for them in the movie they were enhanced humans i'm just like oh no get this garbage out of here uh but yeah so technically not magneto's kids even though in like other continuities they still are his kids and in my opinion they are his kids like i don't care what anybody else says uh i don't view any of like that retconning as canon even though it clearly is but i i I just just keep that away from me um, we gotta we, we gotta update our rules for the draft for, to define that one way or the other. Ooh, yes you do, yes you do. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver—they're both not not mutants. Okay, so transitioning, we're gonna get to other ops. Uh, speed through. Not all of them are mutants; they're just ops of the X Men and also of the Brotherhood of Mutants. Humans, normal humans without powers. <sighs> Racism personified, folks. Um, yep, I'm about to get into all y'all's feels because the humans in the X-Men world are trash. Uh, like 99% of them are trash. I don't know what like why. Why would you discriminate against mutants, even though they clearly they clearly have the power advantage? And I think that's the reason why, because y'all are scared that they'll take over, which I mean at this point they will. It's wild that humans hate mutants so much. And there are other superheroes that exist in the world. Yes. Yeah. Like, like nobody. Well, people do have a problem with the Hulk, but like well, they don't have it. Well, yeah. Like, but they don't have it to that extent to mutants. They don't have that much of a problem with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like they don't have that much of a problem with Captain America. I mean, but, yeah. But 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 mutants. Oh no! Nah, as soon as you say, "Hey, oh yeah, uh, I was born with my powers." All right, we kill this one. Yeah, I know. Like in Civil War, it's mutants that kick it off, right? Uh, that the incident. Actually, no. Oh, okay. No, mutants. Mutants were not involved in the in the original Civil War comic. In fact, they actually elected to just. They were literally just on their own, like doing X Men shenanigans, and then Civil War was happening elsewhere. They were not even involved. They were, they were literally in their own corner doing nothing. Because I know it was like the inexperienced heroes, but like I, it's yeah, like, like I had never warriors, heard but okay, I'm pretty, sure, like I'm pretty sure like maybe one of them was a mutant, probably, but I'm I'm not too sure on that. But they, they were not like X Men or mutant affiliated. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it makes sense in like the, the movies because obviously it's so separated from um, Marvel at the time when Fox had it. But just like even in the comics and in the TV shows. And I think what is so crazy about it is that it's the perfect example of you create your own enemy mm-hmm. by that, by like just the hatred and it fosters fosters that hatred and then it festers over time and then all of a sudden now i have powers why the heck am i listening to your laws why does that apply to me and it's just like why am i going to listen to you so it just creates that that evil that cycle of hatred shout out to pain he tried Uh, to warn him but yeah and one one evil human of note is bolivar trask because this man is such a has so much hatred for mutants that he ends up creating the next entry which is sentinels sentinels are mutant killing robots that were designed to identify mutants and then murder them on site uh bro they out of pocket so much so they created like multiple there are not just regular sentinels, there are levels to sentinels and like the higher levels you go and you're just like bro bro like at some point right you're going to create a sentinel that that literally is just going to screw over humanity because at and this happened in the house of x storyline where it was they created essentially this thing called a mother mode and it went to where like it had the cyclical reasoning of like okay in order to eliminate mutants we need to exterminate the x gene all right where are the x genes uh found in regular people so in order to kill all mutants we got to kill all humans Lord have mercy. yeah the the sentinels in days of future past were destroying all the mutants and i believe like they adapt over time so like you can body the first couple of like generations of the sentinels but then obviously being connected they send it back they're like hey this person does this this person does that all right let's upgrade let's stop this and just crazy like even in the like in the comics and in the tv show like you see like the destruction of it in that movie just to see like it was over for them over since we were like unstoppable oh yeah nothing more to say here nothing more to say here about the sentinels they are out of pocket and now going to another out of pocket one is apocalypse Uh, hands down probably the first mutant if you will he of course has the egyptian theme he uh uh the that x-men movie did not do him justice at all because this man is is a is a whole demon so much so that like more often than not the x-men can't defeat him Mm -hmm. and it's usually due to shenanigans that he wins i mean that he loses uh or deus ex machinus but yeah apocalypse (laughs) supremely powerful best known for having his four horsemen which are typically like four other mutants that he imbues with more power to make them go and run roughshod on the entire world because he (laughs) he literally embodies uh like you know mute you know Magneto's philosophy of like okay get out of my way or like we're taking over no he embodies literally like hey we are mutants we are the next step we are above humans but i'm taking a step further to kill all the humans and kill any mutants who don't roll with me mm-hmm. and, yeah. but fortunately got that amazing character development in house of x but nice. yeah so yeah nothing further to be said so you want to touch on mr sinister 
Oh uh, yeah, Mr. Sinister is a is a comedic demon. Uh, M- Mr. Nathaniel Essex, Essex. Uh, he is actually for him. He's also human. Uh, yes. yep. He's also human. He typically rolls with uh, but he rolls with genetics. So like he likes messing with people's genetics, specifically uh mutants. He likes messing with his own genetics to give himself some powers every now and again. Uh, he's typically more of a science type to where he just experiments on mutants, creates like chimera level mutants where they like fuse powers. Like, all right, let's take Wolverine. Let's merge him with uh, Iceman. What do we get? And then we and we just roll from there. He's Doesn't just a demon. He get powers from Apocalypse. Yes, he does get it from Apocalypse sometimes because they typically are they work together um but but yeah and also he was teased in the new mutants but we know uh he ain't coming out anytime soon absolutely not uh so with that another popular one um just in order to put her emma frost ah yes emma frost sometimes she's not but more often than not she's actually more of an x-men she like helped lead sometimes uh she also has like like telepathy powers but uh she also has the diamond form you know unbreakable sin and whatnot uh also like she she's also uh a, one of the boys one of the things that the boys thirst for uh but then again i'm not one of them uh she runs the hellfire club uh and probably the biggest thing that she ever did was uh wreck scott summer's whole life uh <laughs> by basically being the rebound girl by basically uh having telepathic uh whoopee with cyclops and then gene steps into the scene oh boy <laughs> yeah maury show please help Nice. So that was our our big breakdown of the X-Men. Obviously, there's a lot more because we can't cover them all. But just with that, we did this preparation. A lot of the X-Men that we mentioned, you're going to hear about next week in our X-Men draft episode. So uh, just get ready, lock in with our two special guests. I hope they're ready after hearing this one. Um, And it's just going to be a fun, great time. So going from there, we're going to get into our sponsor, our second sponsor of the day. For our second sponsor today, we over here at the Xavier Institution like to invite you to the nation of Krakoa. If you have an X gene in your veins, feel free to come through our Krakoan gates found all over the world, where in here you can be, you can have full range of your powers and humans will not dare to come try and run our pockets unless they want to incur the wrath. You just have to follow the, the five Krokoan laws and you will be set and ready to go. Now, if you're a human, you may also have rain to come to Krakoa. And if you decide to become an ally, we can give you special medication to extend your lives by five years to cure any disease and to even uh, make sure, hey, you get special times with these special X-Men. So please feel free to join the Krakoan Nation because we will love to see all allies and all mutants under one dome. Nice. So there we go. We had a, such a great, excellent day. Um, really high for it. Um, just even looking forward to next. Wait a minute. And wait, it's been too long. We haven't done this segment in too long and now I'm scared. Let me step out. 
because I hear some forces in the distance. It's our Black Air Force segment. Ah, yes. Yes, our dear listeners. We have ourselves the Black Air Force segment. And there are so many options that we can pick today to join the round table. There are some very honorable mentions that we can have. But there is one I want to highlight today. And his name is Victor Creed, a.k.a. Sabretooth. Oh, where do I begin with that uh, demon? He decides upon any time to just run anybody's pockets. He has a thing where because of his ability of tracking with smelling, he can find you anywhere. So don't think like, hey, I escaped him or I ran his pockets. He's going to come back for that round two. He's going to come find you and he will tear you a new one. There are times like in the comics where he has, oh boy, every year on Wolverine's birthday, he comes and runs Wolverine's pockets. He does not care about life. He doesn't care about you. He don't care about himself. All he care about is stripping people of their humanities, stripping people of their guts, and murdering them on the spot. And then finally, another thing I would just want to highlight is this time where... <sighs> I don't know how else to put it. Oh my goodness. He, he's done so much. Too, min- too much to mention, but... I gotta highlight the time where he and Wolverine swapped bodies. And when they did, he ended up screwing so many people over in Wolverine's body. He made Wolverine look to be a total monstrosity. He tarnished Wolverine's legacy for a time to come. And then they swapped back and it was business as usual. They ran each other's pockets. And then also, there's what happened on Krakoa, where he murdered a human, which is goes against the Krakoan laws, immediately broke the first law, just out of there. And when they sentenced him into exile inside, basically, Krakoa, his own evil, his evil mentality infected the island itself, and he freed himself from literally being under like 12, 20 feet under the ground. He freed himself by literally infecting the island with his own evil. I don't know what else to say. Juggernaut is, I mean, not just Juggernaut. Juggernaut ain't got nothing on Sabretooth. Victor Creed, please come take these Tims because you don't, you don't just deserve Black Air Forces. In fact, here, here's a pair of Black Air Forces. I'm your ally. Even though that probably won't save me. Um, just know that uh, I know where to make it hurt with Wolverine. But you do too. Um, know what? It's wraps for me. Venom, please come help me out right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that definitely was a excellent choice. It was not what I was expecting. But after you just outlined it for me and the listeners, I would absolutely we say that <laughs> that was an excellent choice uh x-men is such an expansive universe of different cast of characters and i'm so glad that we got to explore that today and then celebrate them also next month as we get to it well next week as we get to our draft so any recommendations that you have uh, of course i recommend uh all of the x-men films uh except x-men origins wolverine 
and X-Men Dark Phoenix and Age of Apocalypse. Those are the only three I do not recommend, but you can... Oh, there's another one. Which one? That took seven years to come out. And <laughs> New Moons. New Moons is I I'll... I like I'll, I you can I, it. I heard it's true. <laughs> okay. I mean it, it ain't great. It ain't great, <laughs> but at least it doesn't like tarnish anything. That's fair. Like like unlike Age of Apocalypse, which ruins Apocalypse, unlike Dark Phoenix, which ruined the Dark Phoenix saga, unlike X-Men Origins, which ruined everything, uh New <laughs> Mutant. New Mutant's just it just it was just over there. I Okay. But, okay. But you can find all of these, including Deadpool one and two, on Disney Plus, yes. um, which I'm, is kind of wild. But uh, but yeah, you can find all those on Disney Plus. And then in terms of different channels, please just go watch uh, Blurred Without Fear. He is my homie. He is my brother, and he covers all the X Men comics, especially the current ones now, as well as the next issue podcast with my boy Danny. He also does X-Men content as well. We're getting you one day blurred about fear. We're calling you out. One day. I'll get you in. <laughs> we, if we have to, we have to send people. We hit a So yeah. I know which state you live at. In fact, I know which city you live at. <laughs> that would be funny. I hope he hears this. So um, anything else? With um, the rights. I mean, okay. that is the main recommendations for me. So, yeah, like you said, with that, only other thing to be out on the lookout for, X97 is coming out at some point. Woo-hoo! I have no idea when. Uh, so <laughs> maybe this year, maybe next year. Uh, it's just whenever it falls into the phase five, six <laughs> realm of possibility. Another thing, if you go to X-Men on Netflix, there are some kind of anime style type X-Men TV shows and um movies on there um it's really cool i know like just like storylines are really popular and another one that's really cool is hulk versus wolverine oh yeah that goes crazy uh so yeah yep that's crazy so moving forward kind of just like projecting this is one of our few podcasts uh for for a while that's just gonna be the two of us so next week we're gonna have our x-men draft with two guests uh that's gonna be a really fun time week after we're planning an interview with an author um that's going to be especially interesting i got to a really good part in the book that that i talked to Mitch about and then from there we're going to have an anime romance episode which is going to be out of pocket and then the afterwards ant-man quantum mania so that's kind of what you have to look forward to for the next few weeks and we can get to our plugs. Yeah. All right. So for our plugs, we got ourselves our Instagram and Twitter, Blurred City 22. We come give us a follow, like, and subscribe. We also got ourselves our YouTube and our Patreon, which is at Blurred City Pod. Come for the Patreon. Come give us a little cheddar. Then, hey, you're able to access exclusive content and that you may or may not see ever again. And then, final, and then of course, we have our Discord, which is linked in our instagram that gives you a great community to join and then finally we got ourselves our email which is blurred city 22 at gmail.com where you can submit geek out freak out sections random fan theories questions for our q a sessions or just suggestions for the channel overall and hey we enjoy y'all and hope to see y'all soon 
in terms of personal page i have a tiktok which is the rogue jedi 21 which i try to upload content weekly uh some sometimes i may or may not make that mark but hey i i upload juicy content either way so hey what do you got uh for me you can check out my uh personal author pages uh for my instagram Mitri underscore dash so that's m-e-t-r-i underscore d-a-s-h and my twitter at the mad dash 16 and if you're interested in buying my book fans and pains and most regular tale you can catch that on amazon in terms of uh, just our patreon like you mentioned we're going to have something either towards the end of this month or early february it's going to be very very interesting it's a new segment that we're going to try out we'll announce it as it comes and then we're also working on trying to get our gaming channel up and going at some point in the early q1 q2 of this year so with that we're just going to leave you some words of encouragement all right so for my words of encouragement is that in in life just everyone is equal okay like you like discrimination and racism of course you may you may just know it always like hey it's wrong and like it you just hear it all the time but just really think about it just think about like what would happen if it was you think about like what would happen if it was you or somebody you loved who was facing such hatred in the world so please just treat each other with fairness and kindness because that's the only way we can keep going as a species, the only way that we can keep going as a people. Yeah, I love what you said. And for me, I would say to the people, uh, if you're born, that means you have a right to live. So despite what anyone tells you, or even what you tell yourself, like we saw with some of the X-Men, uh, like wrote, you have a right to live. Whether you have quirks, um, abnormalities, things that you're dealing with, uh, mentally physically or just different it's okay um so with that you have right to live and it doesn't put you in a box we oftentimes live with just like uh terms and labels but we can grow outside of that and even if it's uh labels that we put on ourselves or labels that people put on us we're so much more than just the label and just like magneto said the real you is perfection so going from there it's not goodbye forever it's just goodbye for now and that's the Blurred City Podcast. See ya later. <laughs>